This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 90. Brady, we are an hour and a half into Jurassic Park. We are. It doesn't feel like it. It does not feel like we've been doing this for this long. But... No, it doesn't. And we've been doing this, I believe, since November, correct? Like kind of at the end of November? I, no, we started October 17th was the debut. Oh. Um, wow, that long so, ago. That's crazy. Yeah, far longer than that. And I think we're probably going to be seeing the end of the movie next month, right? Uh, yeah, I believe the end of March, March 31st. That is going to be the end of Jurassic Park Minute as yeah. we know it. Uh, so sad. So sad. Yeah. But, you know, in the same way that we have said we're going to do with Ghostbusters Minute but haven't really had a chance to yet, we're probably going to continue it on in some fashion. Maybe every now and then if there's some big news story that comes out about Jurassic Park, we might chime back in and say, hey, yeah. what's up, y'all? This thing's going on. So, uh, <laughs> y'all. are you ready to get into Minute number 90? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, the kids and Grant were awoken by a brachiosaur snacking on the tree they were sleeping in. As the minute ended, Grant and Tim convinced Lex to try and pet the dinosaur, which they compared to a big cow. At minute number 90, Lex states that she likes cows. She reaches out to pet the dinosaur on its nose. As she reaches out, it moves its head back. Lex climbs out to a limb closer to the dinosaur to try to reach it again. Lex attempts to get it to come closer to her by saying, Come here, girl. At 90 minutes, 15 seconds, the Brachiosaurus sneezes and blows a shower of snot all over Lex. Lex is petrified at what has just happened. Tim climbs up into frame and says, God bless you, to the dinosaur. Lex is still frozen in disgust. At 90 minutes, 30 seconds, we cut to a shot a few moments later as Grant, Lex, and Tim are now out of the tree and walking on the ground. Tim remarks that after her experience in the tree, Lex will never try anything new again and says that she will just stay in a room and play on her computer. Lex remarks that she is a hacker. Tim responds that she is a nerd. Lex states that she isn't a nerd and refers to be called a hacker. At 90 minutes, 40 seconds, Grant jumps over a massive tree root and sees something. He says, God. The camera swings overhead and we can see that he is sitting with a nest of hatched eggs. Grant holds up one of the cracked egg shells and asks the kids if they know what it is. He says that it is a dinosaur egg. Grant states that the dinosaurs are breeding. And thus ends minute number 90 of Jurassic Park. So at the very beginning of this minute, Brady, we got to have one of our our questions here answered, don't we? That's right. Yeah, last week we were talking about how we were just seeing the tree that they're climbing up in from one side. And then come the next morning, the brachiosaurus head is reaching over and uh, biting some of the foliage off. And it doesn't look like he's bending his neck down. And so I always thought, how the hell, how does this work? This defies, uh, you know, everything. Like, is is the tree, like, meeting basically a cliff face? And that question is answered here in this scene where there's a shot from behind them and Lex is reaching out to pet it. And you can see that they are, sure enough, on a cliff face. There's like a small canyon almost uh, that the Brachiosaurus must have been walking through. Yeah. And as we saw earlier when Grant is calling out to them, they start to pick their heads up from where they were eating in the trees. And uh, so that also implies that they were at like, you know, at a lower place. So, which is really cool. Yeah. It's very cool uh, geography. It is. It's very cool. And, you know, we did look at some maps here uh, in preparation for today's minute, didn't we? And uh, I, one of the things I noticed, uh, 
So we, we had a question here uh, when we were talking about this is where exactly does this broken eggshell uh, thing happen? And it happens in the Velociraptor paddock. So this is about the halfway point from where the, tier, the Tyrannosaurus Rex attacked uh, everybody in a previous episode, the halfway point between there and the visitor center. Uh, and when you're looking on a map at where exactly they meet them, well, it's a little bit, it's, it's close to the edge of the Tyrannosaurus paddock. It's the herbivore paddock number one is what it's called. And you're right, it is, if you're looking at the uh, topographical aspect of it, it looks like it's at an elevation of, let's see here, it's going to be about 775 meters above sea level. So, uh, And then yeah. the area right next to it is much, much lower, 50 meters. So yeah, there's a very steep drop off there, like we were talking about. Uh, uh, this is like kind of on the side of a mountain almost, or it goes down into a valley. And of course, that's where they run into the Gallimimus and all that. All the herbivores are kind of living together. So um, yeah, uh, very cool that they kind of added that little bit, that little aspect in, you know. So another cool aspect in this minute is we do kind of get the whole theme of life finds a way thrown back in, which I know when we had our, our podcasting brethren, uh, Scott Corelli on, he uh, talked about this, uh, that this is kind of the the moment after... Alan Grant has to spend a night with the kids and can become a surrogate father for them. He goes down into the tree and sees that uh, there's another sort of uh, fatherhood that's been going on the island. The dinosaurs are now breeding, aren't they? Grant is finding these eggs and he's telling, he's explaining to the kids that, you know, as we're going to get into in the next uh, couple of minutes, that the tour film talked about how they use the frog DNA to fill in the gene sequence gaps and life has now found a way. Now, this tree stump, it looks. It always looked to me kind of fake. It's just a little too yeah. cool looking. Well, it's actually real. No way. And Are you serious? Yeah, I thought for sure this was named, in a studio. Uh-uh. No, there's a guy named uh, Julian. Rom- let's see, Julian Romeo, who is directing a Jurassic Park fan film called Jurassic Park Origins, and you can see some of it, some of their conceptual designs and whatnot on Facebook. Uh, and they have a website for Jurassic Park Origins. And he has gone to some of the filming locations. And some of the stuff that's like kind of must be kind of hard to find like this. And sure enough, he's sitting right there where Grant was sitting wow. in the tree stop. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a very cool shot uh, how the camera kind of cranes over him as he's sitting uh, at the tree holding everything. It's it's interesting. Yeah. His choice of words, too, before he actually holds them up. He says to himself, God. And that's it. And then he's holding everything. And, you know, it's kind of weird for a movie that's all about wow. evolution wow. and everything that his choice of word whenever he sees his stuff is just God, capital G. I thought it was kind of interesting. I, there's, I'm sure yeah, they're not trying is, to say anything strange. there at all, but it's it's a little weird. No, yeah. But, no, not at all. Yeah. So let's talk but, about um, the big thing that happens in this minute. Uh, the disgusting spray of snot all over Lex. True. This is kind of like classic Spielberg, kind of like gross out uh, kitty moment here. But uh, it... it it's disgusting. <laughs> it's especially yeah, disgusting because much. clearly some of it gets in her mouth too. But uh, I don't know. Maybe she's kind of going to contract some sort of uh, dinosaur disease or something after that. Maybe that's where what happened to Lex after Lost World. She eventually just had to be hospitalized because of some sort of uh, dino flu or something. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite disgusting. She's got the snot bubble like on her, <laughs> on her lip. lip. Yeah, uh. it's so gross. But I mean, it, it's also very funny. But it's just kind of you know, Lex, oh, yeah. this movie so far hates Lex. <laughs> you know, like she's definitely really the whipping person in this whole movie up until this point. And she, you know, she does get her moments here uh, in in a couple of weeks here where she actually is the hero who, sa- who saves the day and saves everybody's life. But up until this point in the movie, I can understand why Lex is a little standoffish whenever she sees a dinosaur. Yeah. For real. 
Um, another, the only other note that I have for this is uh, the the music in the beginning is a little strange. It's very on the nose. And it's on the nose. And I don't mind it, you know, but um, it's just a little too playful, a little too fairy tale yeah. almost. Uh, but it still works, you know. Yeah. So John Williams is a composer who has, uh, who can do anything, you know, his is not stuck to just making yeah, one real. sort of music. He can do anything for any movie, you know, to be it Superman, be it star Wars, be it Jurassic park. And even if it is a little on the nose, I mean, I guess it makes sense because we're about to see a dinosaur shoot snot out of its nostril all over legs. So maybe it works in that way. That's a bad joke. So yeah, Grant, you know, jumps over and it's a, it's a neat cut because the camera's still really low to the ground and we see him step up on the route and he notices something. He just kind of falls out of sight right down in between the, um, the two roots and the camera picks up and we see him sitting there just marveled at, at the X and validation of what's going on. That was not supposed to go on. And, uh, I think it's funny that, you know, over the course of the next minute or two, we're going to see a little bit of his evolution really exemplified in this short scene, but it all kind of starts right here. And John Williams music just really helps sell the fact that we're seeing this evolution between the two things that were not supposed to evolve, and that's the dinosaurs and Grant. Yeah. And here they are, just we're witnessing both of these things beginning uh, at the same time. And so it's a, it's a neat moment. Character evolution, but, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you know what? I have one other thing I wanted to say. It's funny. Have you seen Ted 2? I have Have not. you seen Ted 1? But you're familiar with the the, the Ted films, yeah? Uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Teddy Bear the talk yeah. show. So I, I yeah. watched Ted two last it? night, and it was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Although it's it's kind of weird. There's some 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 plot points in it that are kind of like completely unnecessary. Uh, but anyway, there's a part in the movie where and you know it's it's the movie's about a vulgar teddy bear who just swears and uh, you know he's he's got a bad attitude and all this stuff and does a lot of drugs. So in the whole movie, they're they're smoking a lot of weed, right? Uh, there's a moment where their car gets stuck in a barn and they walk out of the barn and they're just kind of looking for someplace to, to camp for the night. Uh, it's uh, Amanda Seyfried, Mark Wahlberg, and then Scott McFarlane as, as Ted. So they're walking along and this familiar music starts to pick up. And I'm like, where have I heard this music before? And Mark Wahlberg re- reaches down and picks up this gigantic weed leaf. And he's like, Ted, do you know what this is? This is this particular strain that's incredibly hard to get a hold of. And Ted stops and kind of looks at something and stands up. And as Mark Wahlberg is talking about this weed leaf, Ted reaches down and turns his head slowly. And then they see that there's a gigantic field of marijuana and the Jurassic Park music picks up. And it's like the scene <laughs> where they first see the Brachiosaur and a man to see Freed comes over and she's crying and she says they should have sent a poet <laughs> and then for, no, for out of nowhere ted goes they're moving in herds they do move in herds just to kind of what put the, the cap on the scene it means nothing but uh it, it, the movie had ups and downs it definitely had some very funny parts but that was one of the ones i that yeah. I, I found pretty funny so i just I, yeah i gotta throw in these jurassic park things as they come along in real life because uh i was definitely not ready for that joke but it was pretty funny so anyway <laughs> that said i am done with this minute i have nothing else to give you do you have anything Awesome. Nope, that's it. Okay, great, folks. Well, again, Thursday, Friday, Gary Roby from Harry Potter Minute is going to be on. If you're into Harry Potter, definitely go check out the show. There's going to be awesome episodes. And uh, yeah. All right, folks. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com facebook.com slash jurassic park minute 
and twitter.com slash Jurassic Minute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media. Yeah.